dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev, you can't make this up, podcast. Episode 66, an emergency episode, man. We just been rapping. Just too much good convo to go to waste, man. Yeah. So we just gonna call this, uh... Killer Kev war stories, man. <laughs> we do this, for another anyway. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, everyone knows Killer Kev was in the military. Thank you for your service, sir. You're, you're welcome. Absolutely. I'm not cut out for that life. <laughs> what happens day one of the military? Okay. Day one. So you show up. You show up. I went to Fort Benning, Georgia, all male basic training. You get there, it takes you to a spot called reception. Reception is where you go and you're literally like walking to a a room that has like church pews, basically. And you're just sitting and they come in there and they're real nice. Welcome to Fort Benning. Da, da, da. And looking around, who hasn't had a haircut? If you ain't come with your shit buzzed. Did you, you have did. your buzz? Because I know you got the curly. Shot smoke got me together. <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely went and saw smoke before I left. So I already had the cut. Some cats come with they, you know, they mullet or whatever. They, they sunshine hair. game. They they line them up to get the haircuts. Next, everything everything's is a unit, so we're all in line. That line going to get their haircuts. We just stand there waiting. Everybody gets done. Next spot, that good old uh, military issue. Start getting all your BDUs and your T-shirts and your brown draws and just brown hey, draws. Where you wear brown nut huggers. No, is there a reason for this? It's basically training. You don't have to do it no other time, but it's the military way. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's that whole, you know, we're going to do it like with the others before us. Right. So for nine weeks, you're wearing nut huggers. Tidy whites. Yeah, tidy brownies. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're getting all your issues, all your things, your canteens, your your vest, your everything. Weapon, the whole nine. So then, so okay, you getting a, what type of weapon are you getting? Well, at basic training, they're just assi- uh, assigning you an M16 rifle. So you don't like get it in your hand that day. No, not in basic. Okay, okay, gotcha. you, only, you only get it at the range. Okay, but you might actually know you have about a week where you have to like live with this thing. No, it might even be more than a week. It might be like two weeks because I can remember having to sleep with your M16 because if the drift hard to come take your M16 you were in trouble, like big trouble. So you had to like, you couldn't just sit on the side of your bed and call it a night. That shit had to be beside. That was your, that was your, they, they call it Jody. Jody, <laughs> Jody is the, Jody is the guy that's fucking your girl while you here. Uh. So the whole time there's a cadence that we sing and it goes, I wonder what she's doing now while I'm training at Fort Bennett. So it's like, I wonder, and then it's like, you know, the call and response thing. But he always be like, you know, Jody's, it's Friday night. 
Mm. We know what Jody at. You know, just motherfucking getting Jody. Head, getting under your skin, <laughs> under your skin, under your skin. The question so, is, did you have a girl when you left? I did. Motherfucking Jody. Oh, yeah. I did. I definitely did. And, I, and I, the hot spot jumped on Friday and Saturdays, <laughs> so I knew what it was. <laughs> but after all, you know, reception, you're doing the haircuts, issuing, you're getting your, like, military photo that they everybody posts, you know, the little the, the flag behind you. Meme up. Yeah, all that. And then for us, we had these drill stars. We had a couple guys that were just basically didn't know they were right from left. You know, it was like we tried to let, teach you how to march that first week. You're doing all that kind of stuff. Kept fucking up. Anytime somebody fuck up, it's not like, Kev, get down, give me 10. All 80 of y'all, get mm. down and give me 10. Let's try it again. Forward, march. You left. You do- Everybody give me 10 all day long. So you're just getting beat down physically. Man, the second night, one of them Georgia spring storms rolled through. Thunder, lightning, the whole shebang. We like, oh, man, we going to be in this, chilling in here for some hours, not to do nothing. And they don't give a fuck about no thunder. About this ain't, no the, light, this ain't no, the NFL. Yeah, this ain't no, <laughs> we going to wait till this is over. They had us out on a hill doing flutter kicks, sit, like, basically at an incline, you're doing flutter click kicks, you're doing sit-ups, push-ups. Mountain crawling up the hill, mountain crawling down. I mean, just working you out. It's such an exhausting thing that I can, I, I'll be honest with the pod. You don't get your first phone. Well, in reception, you can call every night. But I didn't want to call because I'm like, I'm, I'm here. I got to do these nine weeks. I keep calling moms. I'm going to lose it. Or I'm going to want to be somewhere else. Think about that. Think about how long nine weeks is, man. Nine weeks is a long, especially when you with all dudes. And, and people coming from every state you can think of, people got that, I was in a gang background. People got that, I've never seen a black person before background. I mean, there's so many people coming from so many places. And we all have to live together, work together for nine weeks. You know, it's, 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 it's tough. So all these people, you know, you around, everybody trying to be like, I'm from Ohio, bro. I ain't no, I ain't no hoe. <laughs> right. Know, I'm from I'm from St. Louis, bro. We get it down. You know, like, all that's happening and then you're in your downtime. But when you're in front of all these people, you're military straight, you know, trying yeah. to not get in trouble. So it's a lot of that going on early. But the, the problem with reception, there was a guy, I'm going to tell you this story. There was a guy. Oh, yeah, re, let me rewind. Reception does not count towards your nine weeks. Eh. So <laughs> let's say, I think it was Tuesday. On Tuesdays is the only day that they send you off to your basic training unit to start your, re, you know, basic okay. training. So during that, I got there on like a Wednesday or Thursday or something. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday are days that aren't counting towards my nine weeks because the cycle starts every Tuesday. Oh, so it's almost so like graduation some... on Monday for the people that just graduated. The new ones come in Tuesday. Okay. Nine weeks that people that are on the eighth week, Ninth week graduation, next one. So it's weekly, not like daily. So oh, okay. So depending on when, if you get there on Monday night, you straight. Yeah. If you happen to get there on a Monday night in the morning, you're going to basic training. If you get there on a fucking Wednesday or Thursday, like I did, you just waiting it out before all day it long. You just they bitch, and they're making you do everything. Like they made us literally clean a bathroom with toothbrushes and fucking. So that's a real thing. That's a real thing. It took us like seven hours. 
people scrubbing tile, the cracks of the tiles all through the bathroom. You know how many fucking tiles is in the bathroom in the fucking government fucking facility? It's like 10,000 tiles in this shit. So it's 80 people on their knees scrubbing tiles with toothbrushes. Not co- county towards your military service. Not county. So that's the whole thing. So you, so I went through a couple of days of that. And then the most, the most fucked up thing is they're nice to you. They're not really being too hard on you. You're getting a little physical workout every day. You're thinking it's tough, but you don't know what's coming. So like you're, 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 you're sitting there like, yeah, this is some bullshit. But the bullshit ain't even started. <laughs> so the day you go to the basic training is you got, you know, them uh, rucksack or the, what they call them shits? Duffel bags. Mm-hmm. The big green duffel bags, military ones. You got all your military, you know, issue stuff, your your Kevlar, your fucking body armor, canteens, you name it, everything in one bag. And all the shit you came from Ohio with in another. So I got one on the front and one on the back. So you walk in carrying one like you know, like this, and the other one on your book bag style. You get on a bus. And this bus is playing like Sweet Home Alabama's and just like just random songs that you know, like soft rock hits, sounds mm-hmm. like. And you literally get to your basic training. And I'll never, for, for whatever reason, just how it, how it unfolded, I was in the front seat. Like we loading from the back. So everybody getting on, still from the back to the front. I'm looking like, oh, that's full. I'm going to go to the next bus. We got one more. Come here. You. They don't, they don't call you soldier. Come here, you. Nobody, yeah, pal. So I get on in the front seat, like, fuck, this is gonna be terrible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the first action when they get on the bus. Sure enough, you get to your, I got to my little section, 10 minute bus ride. Every drill sergeant that I had was at least 6'5 and at least 250. And we had like 10 of them. Like the, in prototypical defensive ends. Was uh, the chocolate Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Built like Sammy Sosa, but was 6'8. Huge. Gets on the bus and he's screaming, get off my bus. Get off my bus. Like just going and all this spit is just flying. I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. Let me get off the bus. I'm trying to get off the bus, trying to grab my shit. People are literally passing out, falling over from carrying all this shit and standing in formation for a half hour, holding this shit up. It's like, just like they break you down to your absolute where you just fucking want to just give up. That's how they, that's how they do you. Probably within the second day there of actual basic training, they let you call home. Mm-hmm. I hadn't called home since I left. I could have called at reception, but you're trying to be like, no, nah, I'm cool. I called home that day. And even, even that is fucked up. The phones are, so you know how you like Kings Island line, snake line? Mm-hmm. That's how the chow hall line, when, when you went to go eat, you, you were snaking the line like that. Well, the phones was in that section of where you lined up. But only in certain lines would they let you go use the phone. Mm. And you literally had two minutes. So if you, I don't know if you ever uh, used a calling car in 2001. Hey! <laughs> but a calling car, you might take a minute to get connected. Yeah. You know, trying to put in the code and read. Uh, Is that uh, a six? Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, messed up shit. Let me try again. <laughs> so I literally probably got a minute phone call with my mom. Like, I'm here. Things are going. She like, you doing all right? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You know, you're trying to be, we, we, we just, it's the army. Hang up, boom. So now you're in that line, just missing home, thinking about home, wanting to be somewhere else. I will say this. 
if I was to do something like that, I would probably try to take your approach as least contact with my mom as humanly yeah. possible. Because if I'm thinking about my mom, all I'm thinking about is being with my mom. Like, I, I, told yo, my mom I don't want to be here. I told her when I left because it was just me and her. Mm-hmm. And, and the way I even sprung it on her, I felt bad after the fact because that story is, I'll shorten it, but my cousin was like, I'm playing football for the Army. You should come. You should come try out. Goddamn cousins, bro. I'm like, I work at the Salem Mall. I knew it was about to close. I'm like, I'll go see what you're talking about. You know, I ain't about to sign for the Army, but I'll go with you. I went with him, listening to what he's talking about. And the recruiter is telling him this dream. Like, yeah, you can go try out for that once you get into the, you know, once you finish basic and finish your job training, you can apply for that. And if they select you, then you have to go to the fucking college to play for the Army football yeah. team. You got to be a cadet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Selling him this dream. We didn't know. So the whole time I'm thinking like, hmm, why, why do that? So then I go with him to the ASVAB test where you get your score to see where you place and what jobs you can pick. He fails the ASVAB test. I pass it. So, so now he can't do He can't anything. move on to the next step. I'm taking a trip to Columbus to go pick a job. So what happens if you fail it? Can you take it again? You can you fail it. You can take it again. You fail it the second time. You have to either wait, I think, six months and 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 pay. Mm. So it's like, I think you can take it up to three times before you're like, no, nigga, we don't want you no more. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so all that happened. That's how, that's how I got to the Army. That's mm-hmm. how, so I came home from that like, uh, mom, I'm, I'm uh, just got back from Columbus. I joined the Army. She like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, no, I joined the Army. My whole family is Air Force. So me being from a white family, a mixed kid, everybody being Air Force, I wanted to be different. Keep the different rolling. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Army. So I went to the Army instead of the Air Force, just just solely because my whole family was Air Force, and I wanted to be different. <laughs> so I so told her, I'm like, I'm leaving for basic training in 28 days. That's how I hit her with that over dinner, you know. So for the next month, she's seeing it's real. She's seeing the recruiter come by, dropping off this. I'm getting shit in the mail. Like, she's seeing it's, being, it's really real. So that whole time, man, it was it just got to a point where, like, I had to come up with a plan Cause I know how much of a mama's boy I was. So like, and I'm a huge thinker. I think about a lot of shit. So I'm like, I'm just going to call home every three weeks. Mm. That's three phone calls. It's enough to be like, Hey, I'm good. Nice to, you know, blah, blah, blah. That was the plan. So I waited, I called home that first time. And then those first three, let's just divide up in threes. The first three weeks of basic training, the worst time of your life. Really? Whatever you're imagining, how hard it is, how much you're sweating, how much they're working you out, how mentally exhausted you are, how sleep deprived you are. All that is happening in those first three weeks. They are breaking you down because they want to break you down wherever you came from to nothing so they can build you up into quote unquote the soldier. So those three weeks, the worst. Like I, I actually called home the following week just to hear my mom. I just wanted to hear my mom's voice because it was so hard. And I was literally on the phone crying to my, mm. my mom, like, mom, this is, I'm, it's bad. I hate it. I hate it. Like, you got to get through it. You got to, you, you know, she pep talking. That good pep talk. Pep talking me. And to hear that from your mom, at any point, you like, you might be like, oh, I don't want to. But you hang up and you're thinking like, I got to do this for mom. I got to get through it. I got to get back to mom. So I got to right. get, get home. 
So then those next three weeks is more like learning the military. They're teaching you how to march. They're teaching you how to talk. They're teaching you how to address superiors. All that. Just teaching you how to be a soldier. And then they start teaching you how to shoot and how to, you know, you're doing all those things. And the last three weeks is more like we've taught you this. You learned that. Now we're going to go play, play some army and we're going to go out in the woods and we're, like you had to dig like a foxhole and just you're doing army shit. So like, but then the last three weeks is a lot more. It's a lot less. Stanford, you keep fucking up. It's more like, come here, Stanford. I told you, when you do this, you know X Y Z. It's more trying like, to teach yeah, you. Yeah, more than, than 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 breaking you down. What was the hardest part for you throughout those nine weeks? Mm-hmm. The hardest, like as far as like learning outside of outside of the home yeah. and missing my dudes. I think the hardest part for me was like knowing that. Okay, so we had this <laughs> this guy. His last name was Young. He was, in my definition, a mute. He did not open his mouth, no matter how much they hollered, no matter how like he was like, to the point where they was like, "This motherfucker crazy." So they sent him to like evaluations. Like he was always gone. But when he like when they would be hollering at him, I, I wish I had like a camera to show y'all. But when they would holler at him, he would squint his eyes and be like, hmm. Like he would just make this face, and they'd be in his face, like you just going bananas. He never would talk, never would talk. This motherfucker was right beside me when we're doing our first fire of our M16s at the gun range. So me, I'm like, I don't trust this motherfucker. Right. So did, did you voice that? Hell yeah. <laughs> so so how does that go? Terrible. We we all supposed to be laying down, you know, elbows. <laughs> Gun up, you know, getting ready to learn how to shoot this M16. They told us to get down. I stood there. Jennifer, get down. No drill sergeant. The fuck you mean no? Oh, they ain't put to cuss out. They fucking cuss out. They long. The fuck you mean no? Drill sergeant, can I talk to you for a second? He come over there. I'm like, I cannot be next to him <laughs> if he ain't going to fucking talk. I said, young, are you going to talk? He didn't. He said, <laughs> Didn't say shit. So I'm like, Drill Sergeant, you can smoke me until I die. I am not laying at his motherfucker shooting his gun. And he couldn't do nothing but be like, I feel you, <laughs> but I ain't supposed to feel you. Right. So he trying to holler at me and make me do this. And he got me holding my gun over my head, walking through the So I, he feels you. So like, is there some type of non-verbal like? It's, communication it's or just more like, so like I feel you but there's 10 other drill sergeants here there's a hundred people I can't let here. you show me up yeah and I'm supposed to be telling you that you know you're gonna be doing this so all they did was they let literally let pull young out of the out of the foxhole shit made him sit we all did our shit and then they let him go by himself wow so it was always that extra shit going on in our basic training with this guy Probably, I want to say, week five, week six, we in formation. They're trying to fire us up for something that we're doing. The military thing is, whoa, you know, like the, everybody says, whoa, for everything. Y'all having a good time? Whoa, y'all ready to eat? Whoa, you know, just that. Out of nowhere, this motherfucker young goes, whoa, I promise you, we turn into like a mosh pit around this guy. Like, he can talk. Like, he just opened his mouth for the first time in six weeks. 
So we still knew he was crazy as fuck. Right. But now, like, he was laughing at our jokes. We still wasn't talking to us. We'd be sitting in little shit having conversations. He might laugh at a joke, but he wouldn't talk to you. He would never. T- Where was he from? I, he never <laughs> talked to us. <laughs> no one knew anything about Young ever. Like, he literally kept his mouth shut. He might have said two words in nine weeks. Even, like, the one or two people that tried to, like, befriend him on the inner, like, we gonna be his friend, they got nothing from him. Ever. I don't know how the fuck he even made it to this point. You know, like, how do you get accepted to the army and you don't talk it? So he must have either been putting this front on for us for nine weeks, trying, yeah. to, trying, to, trying to do that. It had to be that. Because he talked a little bit towards, like, like the last couple of days we were there. He might have said something like, have a good time with you guys. Like, said a whole sentence? Like, what the fuck? Like, so... That was you know, my experience with, with with someone that was left field. But as far as, like, the hardest thing for me was trying not to, like, lead people instead of, like, letting them learn. Because, mm-hmm. like, the more you try to help someone, like, they the, the it, that was encouraged. But if that person wasn't ready to receive that shit, it just led to the fight, you know, at night. There were so many fights of people trying to be like, bro, they said do it this way. I'm not doing it that way. You know, Dennis. You ain't the drill sergeant, yeah, nigga. Nigga, it's nigga is you. you know, so like, so <laughs> it, just, it just boils up into a fight. So, like, that was a, that's why I said, like, I got in very little fights in high school. But I got in three or four fights in training just off the fact that, like, trying to help somebody so we can get done with this shit. And, and you take on. it and you ain't ready to receive that. So you think I'm talking down to you or, fuck, you talking to you, bro? Like, you know, all that jumps off. It's a whole bunch of dudes that's fucking. Ain't had none in nine weeks. No chicks. Nothing. You looking at the, the fucking child hall lady that's fucking 60, like, mm, maybe she can get it. <laughs> no, like, it's that bad. Like, it's bad. So and they are basic training places that have females? Yeah. There, there's, there's some co-ed ones. Co-ed ones. There's, uh, there's only a couple that's actually all male. Most of them are co-ed. Just your luck, huh? Just my <laughs> luck. But then on the flip side, when you meet somebody, where you do basic at? Fort Jackson. Oh, you was at Relaxing Jackson with the bitches. <laughs> I was at Fort Ben, nigga. Like, you, know, you got that little, like, yeah. I did it this way. You, you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't seen basic training until you come to Fort Benning. You know, all that shit. So, I mean, it was, it was the hardest thing I did in my life still to date because of the fact of you going from somebody who's 19 years old and didn't have no really goal. Like, I didn't want to go to college. I knew I was going waste to my, waste my mom's money. I was going to be there and try to fuck everything walking. I just knew that was going to be the case. So that's why I didn't want to do the college thing. And they're trying to work in town. Then you become the guy. Everybody's like, hey, I'll be home Thanksgiving, bro. You're going to turn up. Like, Let's get lit. I'm not about to be that guy that everybody's calling. To, they living their lives here and there and enjoying college. And I mean, Salem Mall with two stores and no <laughs> fucking food court. And, you know, like, I'm not going to be this guy. So that was another reason why I took the military thing on. because I didn't want to be the guy I came home calling to be like, I'm home. So to go through that, though, at 19, it like I, you really come out of there with like a sense of like respect for people. And I think that led to I'm always been a people's person. So my character fit right into that because like I'll, re, I'll talk to anyone. I'll give you the, the respect you give me, you know, like all that for as long as, you know, as I can't, you know, mm-hmm. that's just me. But to be at 19 and doing that shit, bro, to come out of that, you really felt like I did something at a young age. And then, but now you're just getting started because now you got to go to your other place to learn the job you picked. 
Right. So and you were a medic, right? So imagine this. Nine weeks, all dudes. Four months, San Antonio, Texas, 75% of my unit was female. Nigga. 75% <laughs> of my it was probably like 300 people in my unit. Bitches. You <laughs> information. That first day, all it was like maybe seven of us that came from Fort Benning. Okay. That I knew that was in the same class with me at uh, San Antonio. Fort San Antonio. So do after basic, do y'all get a chance to come home for a hot second or you go basic? Basic training, graduation. graduation. Next stop. My, my girlfriend came with my mom. My godparents came. Did you ask her about Jody? <laughs> nah, I was trying to fuck. <laughs> so, so we had we had uh, my godparents, my mom's best friend, and her daughter, and then my mom and uh, my girlfriend at the time. They all come to graduation. You literally graduation is over at like ten. They have it like early, like eight nine o'clock in the morning. Last about an hour. We had from ten to about six or seven o'clock that evening to spend with your family. So you go to eat, you know, whatever hotel they're staying at, we go there. My mom knew what it was. I literally came in there to the hotel, showered and put on some regular clothes. I didn't want to walk around. Some people walk around in their uniform all day because they're feeling good. Right. Nah. Some regular <laughs> clothes. And I sat there like, I just want to, you know, sit with her and, you know, we're going to catch up. I ain't seen her in nine weeks. So my, 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 my god dad, he like, Come on, y'all, about to go eat. You want to come eat? Like, nah, we good. So they left. They wasn't gone fucking 30 seconds, nigga. I was like, come here. <laughs> Bend over. <laughs> this is terrible. So, yeah, so, like, they was, they was cool, though. Like, I think it's that whole, like, he becoming, you know, you did something. Yeah. You don't have to feel like the little the little boy no more. You can feel like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm becoming a man now. Yeah. You know what it is. How would you feel if you had another nine weeks pops? You know what I'm saying? So. All that happened, but then you back at six, seven o'clock to your unit saying body of family, and then that next morning you headed to the airport to Fort Sam Houston. Now, the difference is at Fort Sam, not only was it a whole bunch of chicks, but you only did Monday through Friday. Mm. So, Friday at like four, oh, so on basic, it's 24 7, you seven don't go days nowhere, a week. you don't do nothing, you don't, the most you do is call home. That's so it. you train seven days a week. There Hell is, yeah. There's no, okay. there's no, well, Sunday you can go to church. Everybody went to church just to get that hour and a half of like, I don't got to do nothing. I can just sit here. All right. So everybody went to church. So if you don't go to church, there ain't no just sleeping in. No, you're going to be cleaning up something. They're going to have you raking something, uh, picking up trash around the building, what, something. Go get my praise into exactly, the Lord. <laughs> exactly. Everybody went to church. And then. I think that's another way for the drill sergeants to have some time too. Like if you didn't go, they're gonna make you work. But if you went, everybody went, then they had some down. Right. So you went to church, and then like you spend pretty much the rest of the most most Sundays were getting your boots back shined up, getting your uniform, getting ready clothes. for the yeah. You just grind. It's, it's a downtime, but you're getting shit. You're working on getting right. your stuff together for next week. So then, and then the, the few times where you got in trouble, somebody did something wrong, all that stops. Put on your whatever. We're about to go bust y'all ass again because y'all make up for the fuck up yeah right so but to get to four sam and have friday at four to sunday at eight that's your time and to be around women you ain't been around in nine weeks i can honestly say i fucked some every weekend it was i was the biggest hole of my life (laughs) 
And that's when over like, and you can like, I think the first week or two, now the nine weeks you getting paid, you you know, getting paid, I think once a month, mm-hmm. it's training, but you getting that, you know, that 1500 or whatever it was, but you can't spend it. So right. you it's got, you got three or $4,000 in the account time you get to Fort Sam. I flew the girlfriend in, got the room, you know, we taxi in here and there. Like I'm spending, spending, spending. Three or four thousand dollars ain't gonna last you long when you getting they had a, a mall in San Antonio that had a Marriott in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a hundred and thirty dollar nine, a hundred and thirty nine dollar a night room for two nights. We going to restaurants, we shopping, we river walking, we kicking it. After like the third, fourth, fifth week. Your chips is getting low. Yeah. That 1500 you got now, now you don't buy a cell phone. So your cell gotta phone, be, like you just starting to chip away at it. So it got to the point where after about that third or fourth week in, in, in San Antonio, you find a, 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 your crew and we all about to just get a, get the fucking penthouse, get the suite, everybody chipping that hundred. Yeah. And we all got space to go do our thing. Right. And, so it was literally like a bodega, but now you wasn't fucking each other's chicks, but everybody was in there fucking. Yeah. You know, one of those things. You done had your, yeah. your alone time with your main thing. Now we got to save up so we yeah, can still we get I got to get my money things. back. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, but those, that time in San Antonio was great because you learn in your job, and I was interested in becoming a paramedic. You know, I, I, liked, I was interested in it. But to know that, like, I can go to the club Friday night, Unwind. Like, yeah, like that made that shit so much more enjoyable. So you go from just hell to like this ain't too bad. And then once you get to your unit, unit, you know, you just you just got a job. You gotta be there from you know you gotta work out in the morning. You gotta be there at nine. Lunch is eleven thirty to one, and you might get off between three thirty and five. Whenever they say yo, you can go for the day, you can go for the day, and that's it. So it, it, it's a but they build you up so much to become that soldier. And that's the primary focus. So, like, that's, they don't care about you being sore. Or they don't care about you not being able to do X, Y, and Z. They want to make you a soldier that's going to be able to fight and come home. They want you to come home. They want you to be able to know what you're doing so you can come home. Right. And, and you talked about the PT test. Oh, yeah, man. So, your first PT test, how'd that go? So, imagine being physically active for... I'll be generous and say 12 hours of the day spread out through a 24 hour day. Mm-hmm. So you might have spend, you know, every morning is going to be PT no matter what from, you know, six to seven. PT seven. consists of what? It, it, it could be anything. It could be a run day where you, you know, run and singing cadences across the base. It could be usually in, 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 in basically training is straight. You have a couple like maybe like three days out of the week. You get there, you stretch, and you're about to go run. Other two days of the week. In boots. No, no. In in your like uh t shirt, shorts, okay. gym shoes. Okay, I'm about to say like on, on your waist. Okay, I was about to say I thought y'all was out there with but boots. Now you yeah, now, and out there you, in the classic Air Max ninety five. You definitely have times where you do that because you might have gotten in trouble. Mm. So they say show up in your BDU pants, your military pants, and your boots and your PT t shirt. So now you're running in boots and a t-shirt yeah, out there stomping it up. So, because they were like, what are you going to do in war? You're going to change your shoes? No, you're going to run these boots, right? Let's go. You mm-hmm. know, so your feet fucked up, stinking. 55 dudes with fucking athletes' feet probably. You know, it's <laughs> terrible. 
foot powder is is is, is a must. <laughs> so, um, but they 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 break you down so much, man. They're like, my first PT, you know, yeah, okay. For those that don't know, a PT test is X amount of push-ups, X amount of sit-ups, and a two-mile run. Depending on your age, they have a bracket for you. So, nineteen to twenty-three, you might have to do. 42 push-ups and that's not timed or anything is it yeah just, you got, oh you got uh two minutes well two minutes to do like for, for, the, for the for the for the push-ups you got two minutes you gotta do at least 42 mm-hmm. um then you get back in line and then the next person come up once they're done with push-ups now we all sit up you gotta do whatever your age bracket is how old are you 19 i need 53 let's go time starts now one two you know that they're, they're counting for you because and then the, the, the fucked up thing is uh, the push-up has to be a certain technique. They teach you how to do a push-up. So if your elbow ain't 90 degrees when you're going down, if you got too much arch, they'll literally be like, one, get your butt two, down. <laughs> three, 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 four, five, five. You know, like they, they're not counting some of them because you're not doing them right. So you might be doing more trying to get to that number and trying to make sure you're doing them right. Mm-hmm. So you got to do them right within, within a certain standard. Same with the sit-ups. And then with the run, um, that's usually timed 15 minutes and 15 seconds sound like, I can get that off. Ain't no problem. You know, pretty good shit. 19. Knock, knock that out. That first mile, you come around, you might have went too hard. You might have been too, you know, nervous about it or whatever. So then that second mile, you like looking around like, I can walk for 30 seconds, catch my breath. All right, let's go. And then you're coming around, they're like, 15, 20, and you're like, oh, shit, I got to sprint to the end, you know, like, but that first one, you're so, you're so exhausted from them beating you down that, like, I, I would say 5% of the people pass that first one. Really? You have to pass the last one to graduate. Mm. Now, one part that I skipped that I wanted to tell y'all, there was a guy in my reception, reception, I remember I told you he didn't count. Right. Broke his leg doing something. He had to spend his entire recovery time in reception and wait till he healed up to go start his nine weeks. Oh, shit. He was in reception for like six to nine months when we got there, waiting to heal up to join a class and do his nine weeks. So he was there for probably a year. Fuck. Trying to get this shit done. And not getting paid, right? Um, reception. You know, no, he's getting paid. Oh, okay. He's, getting, he's, he's, yeah, he's stacking up, <laughs> but he, then he wants to go home and wants to get this shit over with, right. and he's stuck. Fuck. He's still on day zero, waking up to day zero every day. Damn, like groundhog yeah, day. Exactly. So, like, the same with uh, basically training. You got to do X, Y, and Z to graduate towards the end. So, like, we had to do a 15-mile ruck march with 50 pounds of shit in our, like, ruck, our rucksacks. Uphills, through the woods. People will you fall out of that shit. If you don't make it, you get in the back of the, you know, the five-ton truck and, oh, we have to, you know, you didn't make it. We're sorry. Hop in the truck. No, I'm going to keep going. You didn't make it. Like, you had to, like, you had to do X, Y, and Z or you don't graduate. So we had probably maybe three or four guys that started with us, got bumped to the one behind us because they, they was stuck at week six, stuck at week seven, stuck at week so five. So, like, okay, you don't finish like you, you have to start over from scratch no they just put you with the next cycle that's going to be on oh, next cycle. okay so you just you groundhog day for a week basically you know you a week's wasted 
they'll be on week five here soon. You can join them, and hopefully you can do it in a couple weeks. Right. Know? So, like, they'll give you time to, you know, heal up. Because that's when you're wearing boots and your whole shit. And, I mean, it ain't no, like, it's hot. Take off your tops, people. Or put on some shorts because it's 90 degrees and it's humid. This is the Army. They don't give, they want, you're going to be Army strong. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to be wearing all that shit in any element of weather. And you're going to do what we tell you to do. Bottom line. Thunderstorms, rain, monsoon, soggy ass socks. You name it. Let me tell you another funny story. My first time at Fort Seal, I was there maybe two weeks. We had an assignment to cover a unit that was doing a live fire. Anytime you're doing live, actually shooting rounds, you have to have a medics on site for a real world incident if something was to happen. I'm the new guy in the unit. Just got there. You're going to to the field this week. They told me on Thursday. I was, going to the, I was going to the woods Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was there two weeks trying to kick it. <laughs> Mad as hell. I could tell me that shit on Monday. Like you told me the day before I got to do this shit. So that Friday morning, I show up with like bare minimum just to not have to lug that shit because I was mad. It's fucking headed into like the, you know, it's the fall at Four Seal. Weather ain't too bad. You know, I didn't bring nothing but myself and my A bag for the most part. Poured the rain that whole week. I didn't have no rain gear, none of that stuff. So I'm just literally like in my uniform, soaked. Got sick as fuck that following week, and thought that I was like, you know, I was still mad situation. So we head to the winter. They made me do this shit again. Mm. But this time they told me Friday at like nine in the morning when I got to work that at twelve I need to have my shit and be back because I'm going for the weekend. Like, it's Friday. I done made plans to go to Dallas or right. wherever, you know. Me and the homie about to go do this. I'm stuck doing Army. Mad as fuck again. Lined up some bitches. <laughs> I didn't bring my sleeping bag. I'm like, I'm going to sleep in the, in, in, the, in the medical truck with the heat. I get out there. Vehicles off tonight. No vehicles running. We in, like, they doing, like, real world training, silence training, and, you know, being be able to move in silence so people can't, you know, all that shit. It snowed probably like three inches of snow. Are you serious? I'm on a cot, okay? I'm sleeping on a cot. Freezing. Number one, all, all I have is my coat and some extra layers of clothes on and like some thermals. So like I'm, I'm cool in the daytime to be like that, but to like lay still mm-hmm. and, and just have that no blanket, nothing, just laying there, start to get a little cold at night. So you zip up the jacket all the way up to your face, <laughs> trying to c- Cover conserve the ears. heat. I'm laying there. And, you know, I'm like, I wake up, my body is covered in like the sprinkle of snow. And I'm like, it's snowing. Like, fuck that. I get in the vehicle. Now I'm freezing at this point. And I'm like, I turn this heat on. Like, this shit gonna be loud as fuck though. Like, I, I can't turn, like, but I'm about to die. Like, they had to understand that I'm about to die here. So I'm like, fuck it. I started, I started ambulance up. Yeah, it's, it's like one of them running. It wasn't a minute. Here come, here come the first sergeant. What the fuck are you doing? Turn that vehicle off. I'm like, look at me. I'm about to get frostbite. I'm freezing. <laughs> Should have brought your shit, Stanford. Turn the vehicle off. He did, he did let me sleep in the vehicle, at least. But that shit was the... I, I really didn't even sleep. I was, like, trying to stay alive. Like, it was cold as... Like, cold as fuck. Cold as fuck. I never, ever again... Holy you see people bring all this shit when they come, and you like, I ain't lugging all that. I ain't making five shifts to the car right. to bring all this shit and load this shit. I had to be and not even use it. Move all this shit. Every time we move, like, 
fuck, I'm not bringing all this shit. Never again did I leave my sleeping bag because the sleeping bags, that's another thing too. The military ones have three layers. There's a like a, a body layer that like the less clothes you have on, it it, it makes it warmer. Like it, it retracts your body heat back into the sleeping bag. Another layer kind of conceals that. And your third layer is like your, your waterproof layer so you can lay in whatever element and not be wet or anything. Mm-hmm. So people would bring like one layer, two layers, whatever. And people would, and I was hard headed. Like I'm like, it's fucking December. We in these, we laying down on the fucking field. I'm not about to take off my clothes and get in this motherfucker. And it's December. It's like 10 degrees outside, right. 20 degrees outside. Everybody like, take off your clothes, man. You're going to be a lot warmer. Whatever. Or I'm wearing my pants. I'm wearing everything. Freezing. Everybody else draws in t-shirt like, I'm like, so finally, I like pull the pants. I keep, I'm in the bag still, <laughs> but I pull the pants down to the ankles, trying to pull the shirt up, and I did get warmer. Uh, so it's like, you hard-headed, you young and stupid type shit. So you had those moments where you're like, I'll never again not bring all three layers. I'll never again not bring this or not bring that because I don't want to lug it. Just like, in case. Because you have a night like, like, like I had the experience. This nigga woke up in snow. Co- covered in snow. Like, what the fuck? like two inches of snow on my body. That's how I woke up. Like, fuck, it's cold. What the fuck? I was at the, I was at the one thing I had, like the, the jacket to look out. <laughs> and then I'm like, just eating snow. I'm like, oh. And so now you got snow on your face. Your face is freezing. Right. You don't have no gloves. So you wipe it off with your hands. Your hands is freezing. And I'm outside like, I can't make these warmer. It's only one in the morning. Like I got six, seven, ten hours before it's going to get warm enough to get my hands warm. I'm getting in this fucking vehicle and starting to run this heat and put my hands on this fucking vent. I'm about to die. That's the, that's why, I, you know. So, that's so how like, I got- okay, you jump in the van and you just said, fuck it from the go, or you sat there and thought about it? Oh, like- I sat there and like, man, what's going to happen? It's like, you know, we're in like a big circle, like a perimeter. <laughs> so it's not like you too far from someone. Right. You, know, you might be. At the most, I'll say 50 yards space between, you know, the next vehicle. But you got you, everybody's vehicle was backed in. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in a circle because you're there. Something happens to protect, you know, what's in your your commander or whatever you're protecting, you know, whatever. So you're in that de- defensive right. formation. So I'm like, I run this fucking vehicle. You know, the whole circle itself might be fucking two football fields. As far as the whole circle, because it's, it's a, lot, a lot of us, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I run this vehicle. Who's all around me? Oh, fuck, so and so's over there. Oh, first sergeant's over there. He only four vehicles over. He gonna hear that shit. I'm like, but I'm about to die. They have to understand that this is real. We we training, but this is real. So I'm like, fuck it. I start that motherfucker. <laughs> they air back over there running. What the fuck are you doing, Stanford? I'm like, look at my hands. I'm fucking. Why'd you bring your shit? I just got told two hours ago. I didn't know I was coming out here. Like, you're trying to make excuses up and shit. They like, now you see why. Turn that shit off. I'm like, I'm going to die. Yes, you might. Turn the shit off. Like, they don't give a fuck. Um, so it's terrible, man. It's terrible. God, There's so me. much of that that happens. But when you're going through that with a group of people, that's what makes that brotherhood and that, mm-hmm. and that friendship so strong. They're like, I had people write. I had a trip to Georgia. I mean, to Miami. Me and my dude drove. We just wanted to drive to Miami. So we give Lil Pass, Georgia. I'm starting to see signs for Valdosta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's where my dude lives. That's where he's from. I get the phone out. 
Ain't talked to him in probably three years. Called like, hey, I'm like two hours outside of Valdosta. You still live in Valdosta? Hell yeah. He like, I'm like, can we shack up? Can we come through? Can me and my dude going to Miami. He like, come on. Come just out of two hours away. His mom made us dinner. Dope. You know, we stayed there for uh, the night. Went, even went out and kicked it in at his town and party. But like, just that phone call to have that relationship with somebody you went to war with. Like, hell yeah, come through. So it's like those, you build all that bullshit you go through mm-hmm. makes those friendships so much stronger and so much like lifelong friendships. So the military is not for everybody though. I will, I will say that. A lot of people like who have, you know, we get to the point where like so-and-so's cousin's about to go mm-hmm. or your kid might be in this teens thinking about it and want to talk to somebody. And it's like the recruiter, his job is to get his numbers so you, you know, you need, to, you need to enlist three soldiers this month. So he, because that's his job. That's his job. And if he don't do that over a period of time, you're no longer a recruiter. Head back to that cook job you had, and we're going to send you to Alaska. You know, what uh. saying like removing you here, and you're going to be back to your job that you signed up for. You know, a cook, a policeman, or whatever. Recruiters, drill sergeants, those are like sub jobs you can like apply for. If you make it, get you know, get it, then that becomes your job. Mm-hmm. So like. He won't get his numbers x x amount of months. He's done being a recruiter. Damn. So it gets when they get crunch time and you need two more people to sign up. Uh, yeah, you can do that. You can do it. You know they they're selling you. Yeah, they're giving you they, the car salesman you don't want to have. You know, like it's it, it's like that. And then you thinking it's gonna be this way, and you get there and you like motherfucker. Got him. One last story I gotta share with y'all. The whole recruiter thing I told y'all about the football, all that stuff I had. The funniest shit happened my second day working at the at the VA. I mean, my job training. They had a buddy program. They probably still do. It's a buddy program to where if I join the army and Kev Nashville join the army, I tell you to come with me to the recruiter. I introduce him. He like, okay. So now I go in as an E two versus an E one because I brought somebody in with me. So mm-hmm. I got to get an extra rank. So a guy comes in the recruiter office as I'm there. I turn around. He went to my high school. I turn around. I'm like, oh, what's up, Brandon? He's like, what's up? My recruiter like, you know him? Yeah, we went to school together since third grade. He like, you just made E2. He did the buddy thing for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm at, I'm at the VA my second day. He's, he's had some pr- troubles in his life and some mishaps, divorce, and bank. Just been, been, been rough since he got life. out of the military. Yeah. I think he was even homeless at one point, but he was there with the, well, like a like a drug drug rehab kind of program at the VA. Happened to be going to his class, walked by where I was having my orientation at. So I see, I'm just sitting there. I see, I'm like, Brandon, I, I, can I step out real quick? I got somebody. I just saw him to say hi to. Go ahead. I step out. I'm like Brandon, can turn around. I ain't seen him since fucking oh one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And uh, we talked for a minute, and he like, you know, our recruiter works here. I was like, does he? <laughs> Some bitch. So he like, yeah, he works right across the hall right over there. I'll take you. Knock on the door. He opens the door. I was like, you remember me? <laughs> he like, it looked familiar. I was like, Kevin Stanford. You said I was going to play for the Army. <laughs> no, I didn't. You know, I like, I like all that built up fuck you. Like, I, I gave him a little of that. Like, I wasn't too disrespectful, but I was like, that was some bullshit. 
that you sold me on that drink. Like, oh, man, you, you know, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's the game. But, like, they went full circle for me because, like, I got to address that motherfucker one more time. Yeah, man. After it was all over, you know, I've been out of Army for 10 years at that point, you know, so. Do uh people that uh, have kids that are going to join the Army, do they send them your way? Like, well, you want to talk to talk to him, get the real deal? They do a little, but I think they want me not to keep it too, like, I keep it real with them. <laughs> I share the stories. I share the 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 you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be crying and hating life for about a month. So go in there knowing this shit gonna be tough. Like, I ain't trying to scare you out of this shit. I'm just telling you, don't go in there thinking about just long as I, long as I keep myself straight, I'm gonna be cool. Right. No, it's gonna be ten other motherfuckers that just can't keep themselves straight. And you're gonna be affected by that. And they're gonna be fucking and up. You're gonna be the ones receiving that punishment just like they are because y'all a team, y'all a unit, y'all an army. You gotta make sure everybody, you ain't gonna leave your battle buddy behind. He gets shot, you're gonna be like, fuck him, and we going back, you're gonna have to go get him. You have to go bring him home, bring him home. Like, so all that is 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 instilled in you in different ways. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the a lot of the you know, do's and don'ts, a lot of the, you know, I just telling them, you know. X, Y, and Z, this is going to happen for you. This is going to happen for you. And it's like, if, if you want to go through that, I promise you when you're done, you're going to feel like the best person you could possibly you feel. Like you're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to feel like you've accomplished something. And then when you get rolled into the army, you're going to revert back to all those memories of how to fucking get your ass back home if you ever had to go overseas. You know what I'm right. saying? So like, it all means something. And then when, it, especially for me having to go to war in 03, mm. when you in war in Iraq and you wake up and it's 95 degrees, and it's going to be 127 for the rest of the day. Mm. And you, and they only put ice in the, in the, in the uh, water buffalo like twice a day. So imagine ice in 127 degree heat. If you don't catch that water in that first hour, you back to warm bath water. So like you're literally drinking hot water to try to get yourself, you know, recharged so like it there's some tough 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 times but like to know how to you know i learned that if you take a white sock and you get it wet and you hang it with a string on the side of a tent and it's a little breezy day put your water bottle in there that's gonna cool it down to where it's gonna feel like it's 30 degrees cooler wow like you learn a little shit to be like i can survive here or i can make it a little better you know what i'm saying little, little stuff like that you learn from people or learn from experiences and it's like, those are the things that if you fucking pass out walking in Iraq, nigga, because you, you can't deal with it, guess what? You're going to wake up probably butt naked in a fucking cave. You didn't know where the fuck, you know what I'm saying? You're going to get got, you know? Got him. <laughs> so, Unfortunately. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's real. That, that military life, I, everybody that's ever been in the military, that's why when you see that veteran that you don't know or you see that guy wearing... Like, you're not afraid to be like, oh, you was in the military? And from that one question, you and that guy could be talking for hours, back and forth, sharing stories, just like you did, we, like we're doing now. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're, you can relate to them. You know what they've been through. And you see a Vietnam vet or a World War II vet. Now, I really want to hear what y'all went through. Right. I know how fucked up my shit was. And y'all wars were way worse than mine, you know. World War II lost a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Vietnam lost a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? The Iraqi war, we lost thousands, but we didn't lose like 50, 60, 70, 80,000 people. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Like, 
big numbers in those wars. So big like, numbers, big numbers. I got one more question oh, yeah. before we get up out of here, man. Yeah, yeah. What is the biggest difference between actually joining the Army versus ROTC? Because, you know, you go to college and you even in high schools that have ROTC programs. Mm-hmm. So, we're like, what is the biggest difference? The biggest difference is joining how I joined, you're going to be an enlisted soldier, meaning you're going to be, I'll break it down into a, you know, you're going to be the the cashier at Walmart or the stalker at Walmart, but you're not the manager. You're not the VP. You're not the president. You're not the CEO. You're just the, the, the frontline worker. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the enlisted life. Now you can get up and to be a, you know, a team lead or you can be a fucking, you know, section leader in whatever you're doing. But ROTC is more for people that are going to go to college and become an officer. Mm-hmm. So like we enlisted, walk by you as an officer, we both in uniform. I have to say, how you doing, sir? And wait till you raise your hand back to me and you drop yours before I drop mine. Really? And like, if you don't do it, that officer can be like, come here. Don't you like, and, and, and chew you out basically. Like, tell you doing shit wrong. So like there's, the ROTC is, the program that gets the kids in high school, military, you know, acclimated a little bit. But then you're going to, if you're going to do that in college, that's when you're going, once you finish that and get your degree, you join as an officer versus an enlisted person. So you got the the shiny ranks versus the black, you know, the black ranks. Mm. So Almost like, kind of like, not a fast track situation, but it's a like, you know, a like, a, like you, a, a career type of right, situation. You're, you're going to be more the manager in charge of, you know, like, okay, we have Lieutenant so-and-so mm-hmm. that just comes to our unit. We're going to make you the boss of supply. So like you're in charge of all your sergeants, all your soldiers. They report to you. You, you give them instruction. You're the boss. You tell them, say we're going to go clean out our vehicles, change oil, work on, work on our vehicles today. Y'all go down to the motor pool and start doing that. The sergeant comes in. Hey, fucks, let's go. Go to the motor pool. We got to do our vehicles today. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. let's go. So, like, the, the officer is in charge. Right. Lead, he's leading. The other ones are doing, basically. That's mm-hmm. way to put it. So. Dope. Dope, dope. All right, man. Well, that's another one. It's super dope episode, man. Like I said, it was an emergency pod. We taped one. We taped two today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We was just having a good convo afterwards. Decided to hit that record button. Too, too good information not to have on a pod, man. I appreciate you sharing, bro. Hey, anytime, man. I'll be here all week. <laughs> there it is. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out. Yeah.